I'm Lisa Popchak, and you're listening to Momfinance, for moms at every age and every stage. Being a mom is wondrous and delightful, but also at times exhausting and overwhelming and confusing and frustrating. Momfidence is a place for moms to come for encouragement, comfort, some new tools, and the confidence boost you need to be the mom you want to be. Welcome back. It's good to talk to you. Boy, oh boy, things have really been interesting, haven't they? You know, I've heard a lot of people say lately, we're living history right now. Our grandkids are going to be learning about this in school. Well, you know, they're right. It really is true that we are living in a very historic era. But as I've thought about it over this time, I've really realized that if that's true, since it's true, it begs the question, how do you want your kids to remember you and their family life during this time when they look back and tell the stories about this time in history? You know, the weight of that question is something that can really give one pause as a mom. When this all began so many months ago, we were all thrown for a big loop. It was, it was a shock. It was difficult. And we all reacted in different ways. And for many of us, those reactions changed frequently. One day up, one day down, some days baking bread and organizing our whole house, and other days not being able to get off the couch. Some days working, however we were able to work, and also amazing ourselves at doing the mom thing pretty decently. And then some days barely hanging on by a thread. But now, this has been going on longer than most of us have expected. And now the school year is upon us. Now, I want to be clear here. I've got people listening to this podcast and listening to my show, More to Life, from all over this country and from all over the world. And everybody is living a different reality. There are different rules in every single state. I happen to live right at the tip of three different states. Within 20 minutes, there are three different state borders. And so we live a life that's kind of in flux depending on where we want to go in what we consider our neighborhood, but lives under three different sets of state laws. So I realize that there is not one mom here who will have the same experience this school year. In many places, there's not a mom in the same town who will have similar experiences this school year. I know in one town where a great many of my 14-year-old daughter's friends live, the high school students will be choosing from three different school options this year. So none of the kids in the same town will necessarily be doing the same things at the same time and experiencing the same things. So this whole thing is very personal and very unique to each and every family. And I think that all of us are sort of wondering, 
what do we make of all of this? What is this experience going to be like? I don't think that any of us have a real sense of peace about the beginning of the school year. Even long-term homeschoolers like myself are wondering about all of the out-of-home classes that we used to use to supplement our children's education. Will they happen? How will they happen? Everything, everything seems to be different. And every town is making different choices. And a lot of them are still in the process of making plans where I have other friends who are actually in different states and they are teaching in classrooms as we speak because their school year has already started. But as we grapple with all the different practicalities of dealing with this, it would be a good idea to keep that question of how do we want our kids and ourselves to remember us and this time when they're telling their kids and grandkids the stories about living through this time. You know, it would be helpful if we actually wrote it down. You know, what do we want our grandkids to be able to hear about all of this if we could get it all right? What stories do we want them to be able to hear about? And I'm not talking about just how the world was. You know, we can study past historic times and learn about the historic facts and who were the leaders of the time. But it's really the stories of the people who went through it that we hold on to, we glean hope from, we learn from the experiences of. So I would encourage you to take some time and evaluate how you've done over these past few months so far. What are the things that you've done as a mom that you're proud of? And what do you wish you had handled differently? And how so? If you got the chance to do it again, how would you handle those situations differently? It would be really helpful to write down a two-column list so you can keep your thoughts clear and keep a better sense of them and be able to look at them and get a vision of what your desired behaviors are and what kind of family atmosphere you'd really like to have. When most moms work through this, they discover that the times that they felt good about the overall last few months aren't really the times when the kids, for instance, got all their virtual schoolwork done. Or the times when the house was perfectly spotless and all the laundry was folded, although that can really often feel like a very good moment, can't it? But the times that most moms feel proudest of and have the fondest memories of are the times when they felt closest to their kids and their spouse. Examples from moms that I've talked to over the last few weeks and months are things like the day that we baked bread together and we're so proud of how yummy it was with dinner that night. Or 
the walks we took together every day during isolation, and how much we talked and shared as we walked. Another mom said, watching a series on Netflix each night and talking about it and looking forward to watching it together the next night. Another was cleaning out my daughter's closet together and talking about how much she's grown and what she wore to what events. And now that she's growing, what kind of clothes will make her feel confident and will represent the amazing person that she's becoming and that she already is? The mom said it made me feel good to hear her talk about all the things that she wants to be and all the good memories that she's had. So for that mom, even cleaning out a closet was a moment of connection with her daughter. One mom said, the times we all sat in the family room and worked alongside of each other as we were working virtually, it made me feel like we were all part of a team with the kids doing school and us doing our work from the office, but all there supporting each other to get through this really weird new time and dealing with all the technology and the crazy. Another mom I talked to said just the other day, that her 15-year-old son actually wondered out loud if it was strange that he felt nostalgic for the months of isolation. He said he enjoyed being all together and doing puzzles and playing games together. It's interesting that that young man was already starting to look back with stories that he would one day tell his kids and his grandchildren that were warm and connected to his family. And as difficult as all of this has been, he actually wishes that it could kind of go back to that as long as everyone was safe and sound. And all of these families, all of these observations seem to me, as I talk to different families, to point back to one thing. We seem to feel our best and the proudest of ourselves, when we feel a sense of warmth and closeness with our family. But we can't, nor should we be expected, to be the ones to create that warmth and closeness in our family for everyone else, all by ourselves. Because trying this will cause our efforts to mostly miss the mark and completely fry us out. And I see a lot of moms who really feel like it's our responsibility to create all of those moments, especially now where the world is so different and we're so worried about the stress that this is causing for our families, for ourselves, but especially our kids. And so we're trying to figure out how to make people happy, how to make good memories, how to take down the stress level. And that's stressing us out. So instead, I would suggest that we decide to ask every member of our families to do the same reflection that I was just talking about. The reflection that says, what made you feel best during the last few months? What made you feel most connected to the family during the past few months? For the younger ones, you can ask the question and they can tell you and you can just write it down for them. 
but everybody should just write that down. And then as a family, get together and share your list. Make notes of the things that overlap, that more than one or a bunch of you actually all enjoyed, all got a sense of rightness from. But more so, just look to get a sense of the feel of what made everyone feel close and warm and connected during those times. When you write it down in this way and compare notes together, you'll really get a sense of what your family energy is, what makes everyone feel that sense of unity together. And it's that sense of unity and warmth and connection that beats back depression and anxiety and fear. Because the sense of warmth and connection is really the sensory experience of feeling loved and feeling like you have a place and a people that you can count on. And we all can read study after study about how it is that sense of belonging that is what makes us have resilience. And resilience is what we want all of us to get through this with. So that when we come out the other side of this, please God, sooner than later, we can feel a sense of well-being and resilience and the ability to just learn from this, heal from this, and move on without it haunting us into the years ahead and, and needing to be fixed. We need to do that work now as best as we're able to, because some of us are carrying a much larger load than others. So once we get this sense of what made us feel connected, the next thing that would be important to do is to all talk about the things that were similar on the list and discuss how you might want to try to have those same sorts of moments again. What things do you really want to do again? Specifically, you know, is it the walks or the baking or the particular getting together to watch something that that all of you watched without the other devices or, you know, in separate rooms, but together and really sharing it? Is it the reading together? Whatever worked for your family. Don't just redo it and assume it'll work again, but say, you know, what is it about that that we want to do again or more of? And how do we want to do it? You know, we can't watch that same Netflix show and or series and have it work for us quite the same way, probably, at least not right away. But what would we like to do? You know, okay, we've done a bunch of puzzles. Is there another thing we'd like to do that would work? Be creative about how to recreate or further create moments that'll give you that same feeling of connection that you'd all enjoy. And everybody should just chime in, kind of stream of consciousness. What would make you feel good? What are things you'd like to take on? And once you've gotten a good list going, Talk about how to fit that into this new season. At least one or two of these things into each day, depending on how big the thing is. You know, if it's a walk and playing a game, you can fit that in to even a busy 
school day, virtual school day, working and being at home day, whatever those things are that are unique to your family. If it's a bigger thing, then you might only be able to fit it in once every few days. But the idea is to come up with a plan, a real plan that everyone agrees to, but isn't just dictated by mom or by parents. That's all chimed into so that if we start to get that sense of, I just can't, you know, it's all too much. Everybody in the family is working on that together. So the kids can say, hey, you know, we really said we wanted to do this every day, or we wanted to do this kind of thing once a week. How are we going to fit that in? Or you know, your, your spouse or whoever that is, but it's not mom always being the planner and the cheerleader and the person to make it happen. Because moms, we are carrying so much weight during this season, so much emotional weight. There's, there's the practical weight of all we have to do and all we have to facilitate. And in most places, not all, but in most places, this school year will be very, very different than the normal routine that we find ourselves slipping into. So for a lot of moms, making the transition from summer to school year is a bit of a shift, but we sort of know the pattern of how to do that. You know, in a normal school year, it's the week before school, you start getting everybody to go to bed a little bit earlier and get up a little bit earlier so they can get on schedule. You make sure all those back to school things are ready. You make sure the schedule's ready and you know who has to be where and who's driving whom and all of those pretty typical things. And now, depending on where you are and what your situation is in terms of schooling, it's a whole new ballgame. It's a whole new way of getting used to things. And no mom can just take that on practically all by themselves. You need your kids to come alongside you. You need the other adults. For, for some moms I know, grandmas or aunts or other caregivers are going to truly be co-parenting with them. And that that other person is the one who is going to be doing the teaching or the backup to virtual school because mom is working and can't be there all the time. So sitting down with that person and talking about the kinds of days that you want your child to have, the atmosphere that you want created, the whole energy that you want for your child. So is this somebody who can come alongside of your family and create moments of warmth and connectedness with your child during the day? Or do they think that they have to operate in a purely school model where they're not having moments of connection? It's very important for a mom to figure that out and come up with a plan alongside of the kids, the spouse, the other caregivers that are going to be involved in your day-to-day life from now on, depending on what your situation is like. So this is a time to sort of work from the inside out, from the heart of your family out. We all know we have to handle the practicalities. 
But if we handle the practicalities of our new season, our new normal, and then expect to just be able to tack on moments of connection, moments of warmth, moments of well-being for ourselves and for our children, it's not going to go very well. It's not going to happen. Because too much stress and too much newness is going to brush that aside, crush it out, and make us never get to it. But if we start with this idea of what made us feel connected, what was it about those times that made us feel warm and connected, and what do we want to do to build off of that and create new dimes every single day of warmth and connection in our household, even with all the new that's going to happen, then we can hit the mark. Then we can begin to do that. And not only will we be creating great memories, foundational memories that our children will share with the next generation in a good way, but we'll be lifting off a lot of the emotional workload from ourselves because we'll know that we are working toward what really matters and what is really going to help our children do well and thrive and have the resilience that we want for them. But guess what? We'll be doing better and thriving more often and building that resilience within ourselves. So please remember, moms, in the midst of all of this, while we try to be our best selves, that it's that connection that's going to help you through it all. So take that time. Work with your family, not all alone, and try to build that structure so that you can, not a structure of we do this at this time, but that structure of these are the things that make us feel connected. How do we build our life around that? That's really going to allow you to come through this well. And that's what I want for all of you, is to lift some of that burden off of you by doing things like this simple exercise allow you to take a little bit of breathing room, even with whatever stressors you're going through, and make you feel more connected to each other so that you can feel truly good about who you are as a mom, even during this historic time. Thanks for joining me today on Momfidence. Remember, this is a place for moms at every age and every stage. So if your kids aren't in school right now and you're dealing with other things, this is still an exercise that can help you get through this time by figuring out what makes you feel connected and right, no matter what stage of life you're in. If you ever find yourself struggling and needing more help than you get from this podcast or our books, please feel free to go to catholiccounselors.com. We have a ton of free videos there on parenting, marriage, dealing with anxiety, all sorts of things that could be a great free resource to you. And of course, you can always contact us there through catholiccounselors.com 
to get the support that you need with spiritual direction or counseling for yourself or your family. We're there for you. We want to make it through this historic time together, not just surviving, but thriving. I pray for each and every one of you that God will give you his grace and help you through this time and that you feel yourself feeling closer to him and those that he's given you to love than you ever have before. God bless you all. Thanks for joining me today for this Monfidence Moment. If you want more encouragement, come on over to Monfidence.org for the blog and other confidence-boosting resources.